I'm David, formerly of One Voice, and you are listening to the Rock and Praise Show. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Come and listen in to a radio station where the mighty host of heaven sings. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear those good vibrations coming from the joy that His love can bring, turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. And glory share And listen to the master's radio Get in touch with God Turn your radio on Don't you know that everybody is a radio receiver All you gotta do is listen for the call Turn your radio on Turn your radio on if you listen in, you will be a believer Leaning on the truth that will never fall Get in touch with God Turn your radio on Turn your radio on And listen to the music in the air Turn your radio on And glory Listen to the master's radio. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. And glory share. And listen to the master's radio. Touch with God. Turn your radio What's up, everybody? This is your friend Josh, and you're tuned in to the Rock and Praise Show. Hey, we've got a great podcast coming up for you this week. We've got another great message by our friend Harold Edgar uh, for our Devotion Corner. We've also got new music coming your way from Crossover, a new group to the Rock and Praise Show, Terry and Diane McCabe, as well as new group to the Rock and Praise Show, Broken Chains. We've also got some great music coming from the Hee Haw Gospel Quartet, some of your favorite praise songs. We've got some more rock music coming your way, but let's get right into this. This is new music now from Broken Chains. This is called Sun Gunshine right here on the Rock and Praise Show. It took a lot of years, no doubt. You 
could say I was hard-headed Tried to get my life together time and time again Thought that I could do it on my own or for my kids But I was busy, living in a life of sin I could say I did it, but somehow never win I done a lot of things I could never take back And I hope you never have to take that path Take wisdom as you can get it Cause someone paid a dear price for it And now I ain't talking cash Life's too short to be mad at my dad And I can't blame nobody for mistakes in my past Besides that, yeah I got my Abba Father, and when I'm having problems, all I gotta do is holler. It feels good being in the presence of the Lord. I praise His name on high, and then I give Him more. I would never get it right Going down the wrong path Messing up my life What am I doing? A question that I asked myself I knew God But really didn't want no help Felt like I failed cause I couldn't follow Him And when I fell I didn't wanna get back up again So why try? This walk with God is hard Couldn't do it till He started to change my heart Listen Two years, eight months Locked up in a cell Got you feeling so lonely Every day missing my wife and children I'm so grateful God had a plan for me Nobody ever said that life would be easy And sometimes, you gotta learn things the hard way Ain't no way I'm going back to my whole life I'm praising Jesus, even on a long day He gave his life for me, so I give him all of mine I know he fights for me, so I'ma fight the fight He gave his life for me, so I give him all of mine I know he fights for me, so I'ma fight the fight things my way so many times i could have died lost in my sin but you never gave up on me should have been locked up in the pen guess you weren't quite done with me now you've given me a new life and that more abundant no longer living in bondage i'm hitting the streets with the gospel using the gifts that you gave me letting them know just how you saved me couldn't get me to turn back now not even if you paid me see jesus christ is the reason i have peace in the midst of the storm my heart aches sometimes feels as if it's ripped and torn no when it rains it pours but when it's done man the sun gon' shine Faith is all I need in these stressful times I just lean upon my Lord and it gives me peace of mind Forever, I'ma put my trust in you No matter my situation, I'ma know just what to do You gave me breath, God You gave me purpose You brought me out of darkness You direct my path, you forgave my path You gave your life for me, I give you all of me You gave your life for me
Dave, Keith, and I'm Kathy, and we are the Raven Faith Recording Artist Crossover, and you are listening to The Rock and Pray Show. Thirst again. You're 
It has long been foretold that two sons of Adam and two daughters of Eve will defeat the White Witch and restore peace to Narnia. Do you remember Peter, Lucy, Edmund, and Susan? And that wicked White Witch in the drawer sidekick who made the land so cold and confusing? Mr. and Mrs. Beaver and that magic wardrobe door. Open it up and listen real, real close. You can hear that lion roar. You know, it all happened when I opened that wardrobe door. And then the adventure began. Sons of Adam, daughters of Eve.
evening sun. Life's evening sun is sinking low. Is sinking low. A few more days. A few more days. And I must go. And I must go to meet the dear. That I have done. Where, where there will be. Yeehaw Gospel Quartet with A Beautiful Life. Before that, we had new music by Terry and Diane McCabe with Sons of Adam, Daughters of Eve. New music by our friends Crossover with their song Rain. And new music to the Rock and Pray show Sun Gonna Shine by Broken Chains, which is a local Christian rap group here in Montana. Hey, it is time for the verse of the week. And the verse of the week, as normal, is brought to you by BibleGateway.com. And this week's passage is taken from 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 7, and it reads, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. You know, what greater love could God have shown us? I mean, really, we are a sinful and we are prone to stray from his ways, but he loved us enough that he sent Jesus, his son, to be the ultimate sacrifice that paid for all of our sins throughout time. You know, I can't think of a greater act of love than that. And Jesus himself loved us enough that he was willing to die a horrible death after being brutally beaten and tortured and then hung up on a cross. There, there is no greater love than that, really. So as you go through your week, keep this passage in mind and remember to show love. Hey, we're going to get back to the music now. This is Heaven Can't Wait by Weapons of God right here on The Rock and Praise Show.
This is Ryan Carver with The Grave Denial, and you're listening to The Rock and Praise Show. of the rock and praise show the grave denial with cloak and dagger before that we had becoming sons with because you were the lamb and heaven can't wait by weapons of god hey it's time for our devotion corner this week Uh, we bring you another message from our friend harold and this is entitled who's your nineveh if you've been with us the past month uh, you've probably noticed that we've been preaching from the Old Testament, the preaching team and myself. And specifically here this past month, we've been preaching from the, the books of the prophets or the prophetic books. And I'm going to continue us in this theme that we've been in here at church today, and I'm going to look at the prophet Jonah. So I invite you to grab your Bibles, open them up to the book of Jonah, 
because um, we're going to be referencing it today. We're going to be looking at the story. And if you don't know where Jonah is, if you're using a paper Bible, just go to Matthew and flip back a couple books. It'll be right after Micah if you're going backwards. And you should be able to find Jonah just fine. But as you open your Bibles to Jonah, I want you to think about what you already know about this story. What do you already know about Jonah? When you think about it, you probably think more about the story of Jonah than you think about the man, the prophet of God, Jonah. And that's totally okay. You may have noticed that as we've preached through and taught through some of these books of the prophets, like Marcus did last week when he went through the book of Malachi, we're reading more of a proclamation from the prophet to the people, commands from God through the prophet and the dialogue between God and the prophet. And through that, we can see the nature of God really, really well. And that's why we're looking at the prophets in this series. But then we come to Jonah, who I'm going to be looking at today. And we think about the story, not about the man, not really about what he did or prophesied. And that's totally fine because Jonah is written a little differently than other books of the prophets, other prophetic books. It is written like a narrative. It is written in a story form. Even though it's a narrative of Jonah, we can still see the same things that we've seen in the other prophetic books, though. We can see the amazing character of God, his traits, and what he has in store for his people and what the relationship with his people are. So today I want to look at the story of Jonah but also look at that idea of what God desires his prophets and his people to be doing. So let's start by looking at who Jonah was, and then we'll look at the story of Jonah. So we can know who Jonah is by just a very little bit of background we have on him before we enter the book of Jonah. Jonah's only referenced one other time in Old Testament, and that's in 2 Kings 14.25. And in 2 Kings, we see here that Jonah is indeed a prophet for God. It's listed and written that way. And we see Jonah in the act of prophesying, essentially. In this case, he's declaring, and he declares to Jeroboam II, which if you don't know, he was a king, and I would say he's a very evil king. But Joseph is or Jonah is prophesying to him. And what he says is that God has favored Jeroboam and his kingdom. Which is kind of interesting, because we have another prophet, Amos, who comes along in chapter 6 of his book and declares to Jeroboam II that God is actually totally against him, and he will bring justice to him in his kingdom. So that's it. That's the entire background we have on Jonah, two or three verses in 2 Kings chapter 14. So we know that he was indeed a prophet of God, because it says so. But because of his prophecy there in 2 Kings, and that it was contradicted, which isn't really in the nature of God to do, maybe Jonah wasn't a great prophet. But maybe he was. But maybe he wasn't a great, great prophet. Maybe. So let's read about the story of Jonah. 
If you would, grab your Bibles, open up to Jonah chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 1, where all great stories start right at the beginning. Read with me the first three verses. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare, went down into it to go with them to Tarshish and be away from the presence of the Lord. So we see Jonah, and when we start his actual story, very quickly, we see him hear the command from the Lord to go to Nineveh. And within the first three verses, we see the character of Jonah, who's a prophet for God, come out and show that he might be doing the opposite of what a prophet of God normally does. He turns and he flees the complete opposite direction that God calls him. And so he gets on a boat headed to Tarshish. Then in verses 4 through 6, we see the boat set sail and a great storm come upon it. Jonah is asleep in the bottom of the boat. And the sailors come up and they're like, bro, we are going to die. What are you doing sleeping? So Jonah gets up. And in verse 7, it says, and they said to one another, meaning Jonah and the sailors, Come, let us cast lots that we may know on whose account this evil is come upon us. So what they did is they took bets, and we see that Jonah says, it's me. It's my fault. The, cats, the, the lots that were cast landed on him and says, you're right. It's me. I'm fleeing from my God. Throw me overboard. Now Jonah says, throw me overboard. That's a pretty rash response to a storm. But think about it. Jonah knows that his God is indeed the God of the heavens, the earth, and the sea. And he's trying to run away and escape his God. What's the best way to escape your God? Well, maybe throw me in the ocean and I'll just drown and die. That's basically what he's asking them to do for him. But what happens is the sailors do indeed throw him off. And they're scared to death to do so, but they don't know what else to do. And the storm instantly stops. Interestingly enough, the prophet of God is running and turning away from God, but yet the secular heathen sailors are worshiping God because they saw the power that he just proclaimed to them when the storm immediately stopped. And then we see that Jonah is sinking in the water instead of dying. And in a great turn of events, you've probably heard this story before, he gets swallowed by a great fish. Possibly it's a whale, possibly it's some other sea creature. But he gets swallowed and he's spending time in the belly of this fish for three days and three nights. Then at the end of chapter 1, 
we see that he was swallowed and he was stuck there for the three days. Then we enter chapter 2. And essentially all we see happen in chapter 2 is Jonah sitting, grumbling in the belly of the fish. And he's repentant. Maybe. He prays to God and he says, I can't believe this is what's happening. I'm sorry, God. I will do what you want me to say or let me die. It's a phrase Jonah likes to say a lot. He said it to the sailors. Maybe just let me die. He says it to God. Just let me die. But then we get to chapter 3. Let's read the first four verses. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Well, Jonah had just been spit up out of the fish after his prayer. And then we get to chapter 3. And God said to him the second time, verse 2, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. Jonah began to go into the city, going about a day's journey. And he calls out, Yet forty days Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the first four verses of chapter 3, we see in the end of chapter 2, Jonah prays, he spat out of the fish, and God calls upon him again to go to Nineveh. So Jonah actually does. We see that he walks into the city, which is about a three days journey across the city. He walks in about a day, so not even halfway into the city. And he stands up and he does prophesy. He says, in 40 days, the city of Nineveh shall be overthrown. Literally in Hebrew, he only says five words. His entire sermon for salvation for the city of Nineveh and all the people in it, hundreds of thousands, is five words. That's all he says. Again, I don't know if Jonah was a good prophet. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Let's read 5 through 10, the last 5 of chapter 3. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least of them. The word reached the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, removed his robe, and covered, him, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. He issued a proclamation and published it all throughout Nineveh. By the decree of the king and all of his nobles, let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed or drink water. But let man and beast be covered in sackcloth, and let them call out to the mighty God. Let everyone turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who knows? Maybe God will turn and relent and turn from his fierce anger so that maybe we don't die. When God saw what they did, how they turned away from their evil way, God relented them from the disaster that he would do to them, and he did not do it. Man, what a turn in the story of the Ninevites, right? Jonah goes and gives the bare minimum prophecy he can, but the king hears it, 
And he commands the entire city, the entire nation, to turn away from their evil ways and call on God. And all of this is just hoping, just hoping that God does not destroy them for their evil. But then we go back to Jonah in chapter 4. Chapter 4, I'm just going to paraphrase the first four verses. Jonah sees that Nineveh is turning and repenting, and he's angry. He's angry. And again, he says that typical Jonah line, I would rather die than see this happen. God, I told you they would turn back. It's terrible. I'd rather die. And God simply replies with, Really, Jonah, does it do you any good to be angry? We see Jonah in a state where he would rather be dead than to see the people that he despises, to see his enemies, to see the enemies of his own home country repent and turn to God. To put it simply... Jonah can't stand the idea of people that he doesn't like being saved by God. Maybe you're sitting there listening to the story of Jonah, and you're kind of like me. You're like, hmm, maybe he wasn't such a good prophet. Maybe you can't believe how selfish and shallow Jonah was. Because he doesn't like someone, he doesn't want God to save them. It's ridiculous. But let me challenge you. Have you ever had these same thoughts about someone in your life? Maybe it's the homeless man on the side of the road that you drive by every day, but he's just too dirty to invite to church. Maybe it's that biker who's tough and rugged, but he's too tough and rugged to bring to Christ. Or maybe it's that coworker at work it would just drive you crazy if you had to sit in the same room for them on Sunday mornings. Drive you crazy to be with them. For most of us, we don't even realize that there's people that we don't like to this level. And I know that there's people that we don't like. And sometimes I even realize this for myself. I realize that there's people that I put bias on and I don't even realize I'm putting it towards them. True. There are those that are too loud, too quiet, too angry, too black, too white, too gay, too straight, too religious, too secular, too ugly, too beautiful, too rich, too poor. What is it for you? There are those people that I know I don't like, and I know there's people that you don't like. So let me ask you this morning, who's your Nineveh? Who's your Nineveh? You might be sitting there thinking, yeah, I guess I have a Nineveh. But that's okay, because I'm not a prophet of God. 
I don't have to do what Jonah had to do. I don't have to do anything with my Nineveh. Well, that's not right. You are a prophet of God because when you accepted Christ into your life and you killed your old self in the water of baptism, you came up out of that grave of watery baptism and you've put on Christ and you became a prophet of God. You are a prophet of God and you have a Nineveh. I am a prophet of God and I have some Ninevehs. So Jonah, being a prophet of God, still had to obey God's command and deliver salvation to those that he hated, to those that he didn't like. And my call for us today is we have to do the same. In the New Testament scriptures, we have examples of this. In Matthew 28, 19 and 20, it's a familiar verse for most of us, but it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded of you. Acts 1, chapter 8. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We're commanded in the New Testament to make disciples of all nations to the ends of the earth. So you and I, prophets of God, all nations and the ends of the earth, means we are to offer salvation even to our Ninevehs. So next week, we're going to keep looking at Jonah a little bit more, and I want to look at the conclusion of Jonah the book, and the prophet, and how he reacts to God saving Nineveh, and how we should react differently and in the same way. But for this week, church, I ask you again, who is your Nineveh, and how are you going to tell them about the glorious God that saves? A very big thank you to our friend Harold for that awesome message of who's your Nineveh. And uh, I will reach out to uh, Harold to see if maybe he has a recording of the follow-up to that. I uh, would love to hear it. But it's time to get back to the music now. This is our friend Eric Van Zant with The Devil's Neck right here on The Rock and Praise Show. Mama kept her foot on the devil's neck She had fire down in her bones And you can bet When that old snake came around The fire started falling down And Mama kept her foot on the devil's neck Whoa, when the water 
Yes, she cry out to Holy Ghost And when her knees would hit the ground Every demon started leaving town And Mama kept her foot on the devil's neck Storm clouds roll away When she'd pray against the rain And sickness buckle at the knees At her praying breath Oh no, she wouldn't rest Until the healing came When our family would start to slip She grabbed the altar with a mother's grip oh, And mama kept her foot on the devil's neck Started leaving town Your mama kept her foot on the devil's neck Ooh, Your mama kept her foot on the devil's neck Devil's neck. 
Everybody's got a blank page, a story they're writing today, a wall that they're climbing. You can carry the past on your shoulders. You can start over regrets, no matter what you've gone through, Jesus. He gave it all to save you. He carried the cross on his shoulders, so you can start over. Don't let your heart be troubled, don't be afraid To the broken hearted, their wishes paid Never been born, never been torn, never sinned, never disobeyed I know you think there's no hope, no, but that ain't true Jesus saved, I know you feel a regret, like I Brought this all on myself, like I Messed it up big time and this time I don't deserve God's help Thinking, how can God forgive me? After knowing what I hid, can he? After knowing that I hid from him and I stayed away and backslid Listen, Jesus came for the sick, so true. Jesus came for the weak Amen. Jesus came to give good news and to set the captives free Amen. Listen, Jesus came for the poor, Amen. Jesus came with the kids Amen. Jesus came to remove the chains so of the prisoners Everybody's got a
This is Sean. And I'm Anthony. And we are Manic, Manic Drive. And you're listening to the Rock and Praise Radio Network awesome time of all time for infinity and beyond. Wicked and as everything is cool. It's going to be great. Awesome Canadian. Yep. <laughs> Stuck in oceans, steal emotions, are we too comfortable? Have we settled short? Has the city made us fragile? Cage of safety, glass of concrete protect us from our fear I know there's shelter here But I'm running to the frontier And in this moment, it's all clear I don't have to go, but 
But I can't stay here now that I see it, see it Guess I'll be leaving, leaving Into the wild It's a jungle of the Manic Drive with Into the Wild. Before that, we had Jumpstart 3 with Christ Died for Us. Our friend Seventh Day Slumber with Desert Song and Start Over by Flame featuring NF. Hey, what we got coming up for you? We're rounding out the this episode of the Rock and Praise show. We've got uh, our friend Whitley Casey on the way. Uh, some Remnants Altar, Friend of the Rock and Praise show, Cloverton. Um, 
on the way as well. But right now, this is Friend of the Rock and Praise Show Untapped with their song, Contradiction. Hey guys, I'm Jasmine. I'm Rosalind. I'm Quinta. And we are Untapped. Untapped. And you're listening to The Rock and Praise Show. So others can make it And know that they can take it Because I made it I didn't think that I would be here Give me high speed like a deer High places I look forward to climb Because they are mine It feels right The sun's shining on a cloudy day And it's raining while the sun ain't And I see where I'm gonna be So I'm dancing through the valley It really hurts but it feels so good Cause this mystery is understood Step back Please pay attention. This is the kind I got contradiction. Oh, 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 This is the kind I got contradiction. It's snowing in the way they ain't even come. What God is doing in me, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Dealing with an enemy, trying to put false allegations on me. But with God's help, I was able to show love, love. Frustrated, but the old me has disappeared. Our places I live over the cloud because they are mine. It feels like the sun's shining on a cloudy day, and it's raining while it's sunny. And I see where I'm gonna be, so I'm dancing through the valley. It really is, but it feels so good. Cause this mystery is understood. Step back and please pay attention. This is the kind of guy contradiction. Casey, and I want to say thanks so much for listening to the Rock and Praise Show. Hey! Could have been six feet under, 
could have been a dead man for the world to see. That's not me. Well, I'm a walking miracle that you brought through the heavy storms and the raging seas. So
Well, everyone, we know what this music means. It means we've come to the end of another episode of The Rock and Praise Show. I'd like to extend a very big thank you to our friend Harold for giving us the uh, lesson for our devotion corner. And a very big thank you to Broken Chains and our friends Crossover for sending us new music, as well as Terry and Diane McCabe. And I'd like to thank you, our listeners, who tune in each and every week to this podcast so faithfully. Well, that does it for me. This is your friend Josh. I'm signing off. Have a safe, happy, and blessed week. And Lord willing, we'll be back again next week for another episode of The Rock and Pray Show. Tonight, I'm going to leave you with Stellar Cart. This is Jesus Loves You. Save you. God knows how many times I've tried.